Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. And today we have a guest, Amanda Yates. Good morning, Amanda. Hello. Hello. So Amanda is a client um, who has come to see both Kelly and I in regards to your horses. Yep. Okay. More than one horse, Amanda? Yes, two. Okay. So I'm going to let you begin by just talking about first, I think you went to see Kelly first. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And when you went to see Kelly, before you even call her, can you kind of just let us know, and not just the listeners, but Kelly and I too, because we don't remember the sessions. So we kind of need you to go back and tell us what was going on before you called Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it was a couple of years ago and I had a horse that I've raised who was supposed to be my my next big thing. And he was just obstinate and I was at a horse show and it was just a frustrating weekend and you just don't know what's going through his head. And I said, you know, I just need help. And I think Kelly had been in for a massage just previous to that. So um, I was like, that's it. I'm going to call her. And we were going from one horse show to a next. So I wasn't even coming home. So we were going from, you know, Orangeville to Ottawa. And so I was staying um, at a friend's place. And so I called her while we were there just in frustration. Like, you know, Kelly, I just need to book because I just don't get him. Like, I just, what's, I don't know what's in his head. I don't know why he wants to be so obstinate. So this was, when you say a show, first of all, I'm not familiar with shows. So you're, you're um, competing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and is this like where you jump over the hurdles? No, it's more dressage, like, yeah. We heard of dressage from another client who did a show. Yeah, no, she does real dressage. I only do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a shout out to Karen Burns. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't do real dressage. So I do like performance. So I show quarter horses. So quarter horses, it's kind of like... um, like a dog show is where you just try to um, show off their best attributes in different disciplines. Um, quarter horses are, you know, one of the most versatile horses. So they do everything from jumping. Um, I don't do that, but for, to Western pleasure, which is kind of like, um, you know, if you were riding in a range and with the horse with the most optimum comfortable jog to spend on all day or the most, you know, they're just a nice, sane, um, versatile horse. Did you just refer to a horse as sane? Yes. <laughs> some are less sane. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. See, like you're giving an education. I don't know any of that. Yeah. So what's your horse's name? Uh, the horse that I came to see Kelly about was um, Kona. And how old's Kona? Kona was four. At the time? Yeah, at the time. Okay. And Amanda, I don't understand what you mean about the odd or obstinate behavior. So what does that look like in a... In, is this a ring? Yeah. Yeah. So you ride in a ring and it's a performance class. So they're essentially judging your horse on how well it moves. So... um yeah, so you're, you're judging it on its confirmation, its ability to do its job, whether it's English or it's Western. Or And he was a big kind of English horse. And he just didn't care to please you. He didn't want to... Amanda, that sounds like you. I know. He didn't want... I know, I think that came out in the actual... Did it? <laughs> uh, a little. <laughs> And so, yeah, so he was just, you know, you, you, you think, like, we've done this a million times. Just just do this for me. So He'd this be like, is your no. child. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. no I'm not going to do this for you. I mean, we've asked a million times. I don't know. I'm not going to do it. Anyways, and so he was just frustrating. And in a moment that he could do you a favor, he just would not. So, you you know, I went to talk to Kelly about it. And that's very much what came out in the 
in the performance, which was, I thought maybe it was be, you know, I've heard of other people doing the readings for horses and it was very much, I like this. I don't like that. You know, you know, if you do this, then it bothers me. But it was very much a like introspective view on our, our whole family and, and what I was supposed to learn from him, which was really quite interesting. So it was actually, it was very eye-opening and it was, you know, Kelly was telling me something about, you know, he doesn't like, uh, he does better with reward than with discipline. And <laughs> that's you. I know. And <laughs> I realized that. And, and it was funny because I was actually after this, the session, I was talking about coaching, styles of coaching. I said, oh, I had this coach in university and for rowing and he was horrible he called me lazy he called me weak and I was like well, I'm not pulling hard for you and then I says I told that story to someone I went, oh my god <laughs> it's me <laughs> <laughs> oh so you came to realize yeah after- I was telling the story about the coaching style and I was like oh oh <laughs> yeah I get that okay so yeah he doesn't do well with discipline and and you could get into like you just want to have a major fist fight with them really because you just get to, you get to blows with them because it was just so frustrating and so then like for the simplest tasks I'd be riding around going good boy good boy and people are looking at you like well he didn't really do anything amazing I know but this is how we get things done around here <laughs> a little sugar in your pocket rewards for menial tasks and he went a lot better oh, wow. yeah yeah so that was kind of funny. That's interesting. I just think about teachers, like because you're you're teaching and you're connecting, and that's what teachers want to do. They want to connect. They want to motivate. Yeah. So you're talking about like the life coaching, which is something you're doing with your horse. Yeah, it's, it's exactly that. And I think the neat thing was, and I mean, I mean, what, you know, however Kelly gets it, it, you know, she's like, you know, it's really going to help you a lot with with your children because it was something that I was dealing with my daughter was just the you always call her that my she's a bit of a cat in personality right like I don't want to and I'll do what I want to and she's just um we might need to edit that so she never hears that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she's just um yeah Amanda though that's a lot of kids and parents yeah that's routine like I'll say that's ordinary yeah and it's not necessarily even to really pick at her either it's something I think we go through when we're trying to individuate and we don't always do it maybe in the in the best way possible but we're just trying to figure out how to do it right and having deal with animals all the time I expect obedience right or I I want it's all training to me and and children are very similar in the fact that you need to train them and Emily was more like Kona in the fact that she just doesn't do like it just it's not like he's she was she's not a dog person you know she's not like my son if I tell him to do something even if he fusses you know you say sit he'd sit you know, whereas, you know, that wouldn't be her style. And I was trying to figure out a better parenting style for her because it was causing a lot of conflict. Well, this is really cool because it comes to people pleasing too, as we grow up. Yeah. And you're talking about that your daughter and your horse were showing you some similarities in how do you create a few more tools as a, as a, as a horse trainer and as a mom. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And And Kelly said that, you know, what you learn from him, you, you know, will will be able to apply to to her and it was very much so that way I think that's really neat because I think about how much love Kona would have to have for Emily as well um so as he's teaching you a lesson that spirit of of the horse knowing that he's going to also help your daughter yeah and you said that they were very connected like that he they had a 
you know, he had a good read on oh, the kids. I don't yeah. remember any of that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, like, and it was like, he had a good introspective read on everyone in our family, which was eye-opening. Like, it was not just I was learning about my horse, but I was learning about our whole family and the interactions and stuff. And when I eventually sold Kona, um, I was... I was worried that I hadn't learned all my lessons from him when I was going to sell him. Like, it was something that I actually considered when I was selling him. Like, am I done learning all my lessons from him? And oh, to move I on? love yeah. you. That's the most beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I, I, I hope people have a pause button and they really hear what you just said about getting all of your lessons. Because here you are willing to give Kona another home. Yeah. And, and a chance to teach some other people some of those lessons, too, that might need it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but that you wanted to make sure, did you get it? And was yeah. that going to help you and your own children and your own spouse, right? Yeah, and learning yeah. other ways than just, um, like I said, quarter horses are very, they're usually fairly good to deal with. And so it makes it easy that you can demand what you want from them. And he just, you couldn't demand. And his mother, I owned his mother as well. And she was always, you know, here's option A. Or we can do option B, but option B is much tougher. So maybe you want to choose option A. And so his mom was kind of like that as well. Um, but yeah, it just makes me think about your career in massage and how you can go into a muscle and you know, that's not going to work. Yeah. So off you go into another yeah, one. And you have to learn other directions. You can't just always demand um, everything in a certain way. Well, I think it's cool. The last time I was seeing you maybe a week or two ago and you, I walked in just a mess, like just a, a stiff board of, in my back and you were like, ooh, puzzles. That's how you referred to all of the knots in my body was puzzles. Yeah. Uh, and you're talking about, like she said, finding different ways to solve, to solve things. Maybe Kelly and I should interject right now and just also say to the listeners that you are the Amanda that we were bragging about <laughs> in a prior show um, and that, uh, in another horse show um, that you were going to be coming in and that you were one of our favorite people but because of the way that you learn things. Um, and so they might like to go back and, and listen to the other show on horses too because, Amanda, we've been doing almost like a little series um, um, showing people how connected they are to their horses. Yeah. And you're doing, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. But you're also that beautiful massage therapist and kinesiologist that takes everything that you learn into the body um, for your clients so that they benefit of th from that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it's fun talking you up. I know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think we made comments about your character and how sprightly it is as well. <laughs> So and I sprightly, I just want to draw attention to the word sprightly at this point, because in every podcast, I seem to prove my age. Yeah, prove. <laughs> sprightly. Yeah, exactly. So was that the end of, of my session with you? Or yeah. did you want to touch on anything else? No, I think that's... Okay, because I know I, I was listening to you guys talking before we kind of flipped record and, and you went to see Karen afterwards for yes. a different horse? Yes. Okay, so do you want me to let you launch into that story? Sure. Okay. Sure. What horse, Amanda? Um, so this horse was a mare I had. Her name was Roper. And she was a nice, she was a nice, sweet, work hard for you horse, which is unlike Kona. So she balanced. <laughs> yeah. You had your yin and yang. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, okay. she worked hard for you. And um, uh, she was having problems with her front feet. So she was just sore. And I, and I didn't think it was... I just couldn't figure out why. And so we came in to talk to you about um, like where her pain was and, and, and 
what we could do for her to help her with her pain. And, um, you know, you said, and it's funny because my mom always said she looked like she had a headache, like eyes kind of squinty. And then one of the first things you said is like, oh, her head, like the pain goes right up into her head and she has, she does have a headache. And I just thought that was funny because my mom, just from looking at her and you could, she just kind of like her eyes were duller. And you could tell when she was having a good day because her eyes were very bright. And then other days where she'd be like, you know, hangover mode. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I I like how, as a non-horse person, how you describe, how you check in when you greet your animals, that you see them Mm -hmm. and that you assess them. And for somebody like me that is not around them, I don't know those things. So it's beautiful to hear it. Yeah. Because you're talking about being so connected. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're, they just tell you a lot with their expression. But um, anyway, so the, the way her illness or her disability kind of progressed was she'd in the spring, she'd be good all winter. And then in the spring, she would flare up and you're like, hmm, ovaries, like what's going on in March or April that all of a sudden makes her lame. And then I worked a lot with um, a trainer in town, April Harris. And so we were doing rehab exercises and like just trying to strengthen up her hind end because it seemed to be from there. And then we showed her all summer and she was good. But, you know, there's sometimes there was some remnants of, of something. And then all winter she was, we took her down to the vet in the fall and had her all searched out and he said stretcher lots of stretches showed us a ton of things to do um sent us home she was good all winter and then come spring lame again and so you're just like okay why spring so that's i think you know it was a bit of a puzzle like you know a lot of times um horses go lame in their front end which is a kind of a, a a bad construction problem with their front feet and um but it just didn't seem to be that like why would it come and then it go and then it come and go and so we came and we you know we checked in with her ovaries and and you actually said you know I this morning I you know it comes to me that you should go and see Kelly Wallace so then I went and talked to Kelly Wallace about you know just different um supplements and stuff that you know we could use to to help her out Kelly <clears throat> excuse me Kelly Wallace naturopathic doctor just so that people can yeah. know why you went. Yeah. So naturopaths do help animals. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we got some, I forget what the the powder is, but essentially it's for ovaries and, and stuff like that. And people use it as well. I can't think of the name right now, but um, anyways, and we tried a whole bunch of different things with her. Um, what, what was the logic there, Amanda? And, and not, not in a challenging way, but you, you're mentioning ovaries, but then you're saying a disability in the front feet. So how is that a connection in the horse world? Um, well, we wondered kind of with the spring, like horses, um, go in heat in the spring and then it dies out over all the winter. So I was like, so what, why would she be lame all, you know, in the spring and then kind of die off through the summer? But the symptoms would present in the feet? Um, first it started in her hips, but then it ended up that her front feet were kind of like, she was kind of standing off and you're like, well, is that because now she's shifting all her weight to her front feet or whatever? But when I was talking to Karen, like the one thing you, in your hand, you said, oh my gosh, all day, all morning, my hand has been so sore. And you said, you know, we, we, you drew, I drew a picture of a hoof and you, and you showed me on your hand and drew it on the hoof where the soreness was. And it was right exactly where the nerve goes from down the back of their leg and, and into their foot. And, uh, you know, you're like, so I, I, you thought it was very much a nerve entrapment, which 
you know, there is solutions to it. They're surgical where they, they take the nerve out or they cut the nerve in the back of their foot so that they no longer feel the pain. I mean, it's not that the, the construction problem is gone, but it helps them if you're safe with them and you're not doing anything risky that they will have less pain and be able to live a better quality life. Well, that also have to do, Amanda, with whether they're being ridden or not? Like more pressure on the body? I mean, if you add another hundred and let's say twenty-five pounds <laughs> to <laughs> um, uh, to a horse's back on a, like a, a one-thousand-pound animal, it's not like a, okay. a big deal. But I mean, you can make their back sore and stuff too. But yeah, well, I'm just wondering because if I had some, if I have pain in my feet and somebody ten pounds is added to my back, yeah, for sure, for... And, and the exercise itself, right? Um, so we did a lot of stuff to try to rehab her as yeah. well, but yeah. yeah, it was really helpful. And then, you, you know, and the vet was very receptive as well. Cause you're like, okay, so, so I went to see a psychic about my horse and, and she was like, oh really? What'd they say? And, and so it was good. Cause you're kind of like, okay, cause I'm going to bring this up. Cause you know, yeah. I, I really appreciate that you mentioned that because when people come in as clients to see us, we have an entire, um, like card area in our treatment rooms of professionals we refer to so that when clients go to the massage therapist like yourself or the chiropractor or whoever they're seeking they know that they're comfortable to say I went and saw Kelly or Karen this is what they said can you help me and those professionals they don't bat an eye they can go okay if that's what they've said this is what we're going to work on Mm -hmm. and they don't end up making that person feel more crazy yeah. Which is what you are yeah, expressing like, hesitancy yeah, about. Yeah, you're like, okay, so... And she, yeah, she was quite receptive. And, um, yeah, we, I didn't end up... She ended that mare, actually. Uh, we kept her. We had a baby from her. And she was really... It was nice. And uh, she actually went to a rehab facility to help children and adults as a therapy horse. Oh. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But another funny story that I'll say as an aside is so not too long after I went to see you about Roper, Karen, um, I called you when I was like on a trip um, to go look at a horse in the States. And I and the vet had kind of said everything to, to say, you know, his feet mm. and you're spending a lot of money on a horse that's only two that has. And I called you the morning of that. We're going to go back and we are pretty hesitant. And I woke up in the morning and said, you know, I don't think I'm going to buy it. I'm going to call Karen. I'm going to call Karen and I'm just going to see if she's home and maybe she has a second just to, to put a read on it. And you said, well, you know, I think you two would be good friends, but if it's a business decision, it's the wrong decision. And <laughs> much like we learned about my personality from my first horse, Kona, is that I tend to get a path and I, I go for it. And, and I'll ask people, you know, and, but I'll take the info that I want from it. And I, I tend to be headstrong and, and, and do what I want anyway. <laughs> and that's why you are an amazing massage therapist, right. by the way. <laughs> But so, you know, I think it was one of those times in my life where I kind of got, you know, rewarded for making the correct, like, emotional, what did the I, or the EQ, emotional quotient um, decision, you know, where you're starting to learn in life and not be so the way you are. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, so, we, you know, because we went down, we had this horse 
uh, vetted to buy. We had all his papers to put, bring him into Canada. I had my trailer behind my truck and we were going down to essentially just look at this horse and pick him up. And he came out just a little bit sore and we're like, and I really wanted to buy him. And I decided, you know, you said, well, if it's a business decision, then it's the wrong decision. And horses are, are always, even though you have the emotional connection, um, for my family anyways, it's always a bit of a business decision. So I said, we will not buy this horse. And so then we went down to another barn to take a look at a whole bunch of two-year-olds that I'd seen. Um, and it was like shopping in a mall. It was like, no, not that one. Yeah, I'll try that one. No, that one's too small. I don't like that color. I'll take that one. And so I tried like four or five of these two-year-olds that happened to be in the barn and just because it was on the way home. And and a guy walks in, um, that's someone who shows on our circuit, and uh, he just needs to borrow something from the farm that we're at. And we're like, oh, hey, Dwayne, uh, you have any horses that we could look at while we're there? You know, since, yeah, I'm just a kilometer down the road, or a mile. And um, he said, he said, you know, you can come see what we have. We have mostly Western horses. I don't know if we have anything you want, you know, kind of looking for like a two to four-year-old female or male horse or like a male horse that's young because that's pretty much what you can afford if unless you want to pay big dollars to buy something that's really really broke already and so I tried the one two-year-old and I was like yeah I I'll probably get this one he was pretty cool and we went down and they have this horse that they're tacking up and it's like a seven-year-old mare it's not at all what I'm looking for but I'm Canadian so I'm too polite to say no so <laughs> I'll try this horse and, and she's, you know, standing there with her droopy lip and her ears out to the side and she's not overly, you know, at that moment, very attractive. You're like, whatever, give it a try. And yeah, they brought her out and they started exercising her and you're like, hmm, well, that's really, really kind of nice. And then I rode her and it was so much fun. And I was like, this is, this is what I need. I don't need some silly two-year-old. This is amazing. It's, this is something I can go in my own direction with. And, and she was so fun to ride. And so I bought her. And so they were going to deliver her to a horse show to me like, um, like three weeks later. And so I didn't have her vetted. I didn't have anyone look at her. I just, you know, bought her. And cause it was just so much fun. And, um, so I met you Karen at the gym, um, the, before I went to the horse show and he said, Oh, I have a message for you. And I was like, Oh, you do? She was like, yeah, it's, um, from a, a female horse. And I said, Oh, the one I came and talked to you about. And you're like, no, a new one. And I was like, Oh, how do you know? I just bought a new horse that was a girl, right? Like, I mean, that's a pretty yeah. big, that's a pretty big you didn't know I bought a horse, let alone it being a female. And you said, I just wanted to let you know that she says it's all going to be easy. That, you know, she's meant to be a show horse. She loves being a show horse. This is her life. This is what she's put on the earth to do. And that she just wanted you to know that this was going to be easy. And I was like, oh. And having talked to Karen, which my last horse was not easy. And in fact, I was supposed to sell that horse before I bought my new horse, but that never happens that way. So I was buying a new horse without having sold Kona yet. And, um, you know, it was just after all the troubles that I had with Kona, I just felt that, you know, I worked through it. Maybe I learned my lesson. I had not bought the horse that I was bullheadedly going down to buy, despite, you know, some advice that had said, you know, eh, be weary. And I felt like, oh, you know what? Like the universe just totally 
gave me a win because I listened. Oh, Amanda, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Because I know that's hard for you. Yeah. You know, and I just like, oh, maybe I'm growing. Pat, pat, pat. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was and, good. And has she been? Oh, I love her. Like the, um, she is just so easy and she does just love being a show horse. Like to her existence. Like it's just, and she's calm and she's slow and she calms me down and I like that she calms and slows me down whereas with Kona it was always just you know I tried to be nice and soft and it was just always continually frustrating you know and just for our whole family um he was mean to my mom he was a bully like if he thought he had your number he ran you over like he was a bully and um uh, he was fine with me because I was his mom and I genuinely feel he loved me um uh like he'd look at you and he he liked me but he just he just couldn't be what I needed what I wanted I wanted to be successful and he had the potential but you could just never draw from the potential all I'm hearing are relationships yeah exactly (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so yeah this horse is just I I love everything about her I she's having a little bit of issues um soundness wise but you know I just the whole time I've owned her I've said um I just feel honored for having to been able to own her Mm. yeah and if I had to put money into her to make her to to last and to be healthy I'm completely fine with that because I'm just happy that I get the opportunity to have her as a partner isn't that what you want to be able to say about all of our relationships? Yeah. That yeah. It, that it's an honor yeah. to be in them and that you that we honestly feel that way about loving and caring yeah. for somebody? Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny, I went with the horse. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I feel more in love this morning. Do you? Yeah, I do. And I think I don't know, I was just saying to my mom before you came over what a hard winter it's been. And I know your your podcast won't air in probably until April, but it's been a really hard winter with the US election, with the weather in the North Bay. Um and just I don't know, just feeling bogged down and to hear you talk about getting the lessons and, and especially with animals, I think um it softens people. Yeah. It softens hearts and it, it makes us hopeful that we can love other beings in the same way. Mm-hmm. I like, too, that you talked all about, like, the connectivity between you and each of the horses. And that was what you worked on the most. Yeah. Was, were, did you have the connectivity that you needed? You were able to identify if the horse couldn't do it because of its own character um, and its own path in life, but also respecting that it had lessons to teach. Could you get your own and let the horse move on to go teach that to something else? Which I think is neat about if somebody's bullying you, um, like anybody that's listening, or I'll say me, if someone's bullying me, what can I learn about being bullied and then move on? Because I have to step away from that person. Mm-hmm. And I felt too, like when I was, like he went down to Georgia. And so um, I felt, I was like, well, man, you got to learn your lessons now. Like maybe I've babied you too much along the way as well, trying to protect him from himself you know and his obstinance and and when I put him on a trailer to go to Georgia you're like dude you're on your own man like you gotta you gotta do what you you gotta learn your lessons and your your path might not be easy now because people aren't going to tolerate your bullying as much as I did and I hope that I taught you enough that you can get along in the world 
I think a lot of parents can resonate with that when they send their kids off to university mm-hmm. or um, off to tournaments if they're playing sports uh, when when they really are, like you say, on your own. Yeah. And hopefully I've taught you enough. I also really liked that you touched on the fact that your relationship with your horse has affected your whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just because of what came through in the channeling, but how you can recognize that if, if it's been a bad day at the, at the do you call it barn or stable, mm-hmm. yeah. um, that it, it goes with you back into the house, right? And mm-hmm. the way that you parent or the way that you relate to your husband. Um, and that's true of our bosses and our coworkers and our friends, what we take home with us. Yeah. And now it's just all peachy with my new Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, no problem. Um, we hope you come back. We, we've, we've told people um, that we'd like to have you back as a professional sometime if sure. you're open to good. that. Um, as a kinesiologist, massage therapist, if that's something that you'd like to do. And also if you have some other um, horse stories or whatever, if you want to become a regular, you're welcome to. So thank good. you. Thank you. Amanda, if people want to reach you, how, how would you prefer that happen? They could just um, call my cell phone. Do you want my business? Give that. <laughs> sure. Um, my cell phone number is 705-492-7472. Perfect. Um, and as always, we ask uh, if people have questions or comments about today's show uh, or comments directly for Amanda, we can pass those along. You can email us at info at and we will talk to you next Saturday.